Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is AutoLine Daily for October 8th, 2010, and now the news. Automakers are always on the lookout for the next big booming market, and these days they are really watching India. It has a population nearly as large as China's, so there's a lot of potential there. And now some industry experts think the Indian market could be poised to take off. According to Bloomberg, the Society of Indian Automobile Manufacturers doubled its sales forecast for the fiscal year ending in March. Previously, sales were forecast to grow 12%. Now it's believed they'll go up 23%. Last month, they were up 30% to nearly 170,000 units. Those sales are still a fraction of what they are in China. But like I said, the growth potential could be enormous. On the small van front, Wards reports that Fiat may bring its compact Doblo to the North American market. The Italian automaker had initially been discouraged by sales of Ford's Transit Connect in the U.S., which had been running at about a 130-day supply, but that's now down to 59 days. That's because sales of the Transit Connect jumped 76% last month. Ford's Jim Farley tells AutoLine Daily that they're not discounting or even advertising the Transit Connect. It just started to catch on in the American market. So now Fiat is thinking of bringing over the Doblo, but it'll take at least two years and $100 million to get it to meet U.S. safety and emissions regulations. Here's another sign of how GM emerged from bankruptcy far more competitive than before because it's now building small cars with UAW labor in the United States and able to do it profitably. GM announced it's pouring $145 million into its Orion assembly plant to make the replacement for the B segment of Veo, and it's going to assemble a new Buick called the Verano. It's a compact sedan that's apparently based off the Chevy Cruze architecture. GM released this teaser shot, but we think it could be very similar to the Buick Excel that sold in China. But you know, there could be a big problem brewing at this plant. To make this car profitably with union labor, 40% of the workforce has to be hired in at half the wage of traditional workers. But there are still many traditional workers on layoff, and they're supposed to get first crack at those jobs. The UAW says it's not going to force any of them to accept half wages. So how can 40% of the workforce work at those lower wages? I believe the union's going to have to reclassify some of those old workers as new workers. But either way, this is sowing the seeds of future discontent. This just out of Europe. The Financial Times Deutschland reports that Volkswagen's looking at getting into Formula One, either with its Porsche or Audi brands. It's also looking at getting into the World Rally Championship. <laughs> this is where this report gets crazy. It also says they're looking at getting into NASCAR. Now, the Formula One idea makes sense, especially with Porsche. Even getting into the WRC makes sense, at least with Audi. But NASCAR? Hey, if there's any credence to these reports, that would only make sense with the Volkswagen brand, not with Porsche or Audi. Bloomberg reports that Toyota showed its U.S. dealers an electric version of the RAV4 using the same technology Tesla uses to make its electric cars. That technology is based on using the 18650, the same kind of battery used in laptops. About 3 billion of these batteries are made every year, meaning they're plentiful and a lot cheaper than other types of batteries for EVs. 
Volkswagen is also exploring this kind of technology. Earlier this year, Toyota bought a part of Tesla, and the fact that they're already showing dealers an electric RAV4 shows they're really moving fast on this one. U.S. Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood has not been shy about his concern over cell phones and distracted driving. Now Bloomberg reports LaHood is considering banning all cell phone use in a car, including hand-free systems. But here's my AutoLine insight. If you do it right, using a cell phone in a car is no more dangerous than talking to someone else in the car with you. But you need cell phones that send out a signal to the person on the other end of the line or even cuts out the phone when the turn signals are on, when you're on the brakes, or when you're turning a corner. That way the person on the other end of the phone knows you need to pay attention to your driving and they'll wait until you can start talking again. So, Secretary LaHood, don't ban the phones, just force the automakers and the cell phone companies to do it the right way. Fiat just introduced a two-cylinder engine in the European market. Now you'd think that a two-banger would be nothing more than a clattering noise box, but coming up next we'll show you why Fiat says that's not the case at all. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. At the Paris Auto Show last week, I got a chance to talk to Giovanni Mastrangelo, who is in charge of small gasoline engines at Fiat. I asked him about their new two-cylinder engine and how they control NVH, noise, vibration, and harshness. After all, two-cylinder engines are inherently imbalanced, but here's a clip of what he had to say. You are perfectly right. We know that this can be one of the most important aspects of the engine. We worked a lot since the start of the project. There are many, many solutions in this engine that are studied to reduce, if not to eliminate, any problem in terms of vibration and noise. I can show you we have a counterbalance shaft that's in all of the engine, 100%. With the counterbalance shaft, we completely eliminate whatever kind of vibration you can have. We have a structural oil pan. We have a lot of other uh, solutions, very small uh, items that allow you to reduce the MVH of the engine. And uh, what kind of fuel economy might people expect out of this engine in the Cinquecento? In the Cinquecento, with the manual transmission, you have 95 gram kilometer. It's 4.1 liter for 100 kilometers. So extremely good fuel economy. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. That engine is just under 0.9 liters of displacement but it also features direct injection, multi-air, and is turbocharged. And that fuel economy figure of 4.1 liters per 100 kilometers, that translates into 57 miles per gallon. So that engine delivers fuel economy, performance, and CO2 emissions that almost match a diesel for a lot lower cost. By the way, you can see my entire interview with Giovanni Mastrangelo, as well as with Steve O'Dell, the new boss at Ford of Europe, and with Jonathan Browning, the new boss at Volkswagen of America, and with Ian Callum, the head of design at Jaguar, talking about their stunning concept car, the CX-75, on Autoline Detroit, which will be posted on our website later today. And that's it for this week's reports on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you Monday.